What's up, fool? That's my dog. Hey, that fool calm down. And then I told that fool, I said, sauce yourself forever, ever. No, bro. Really sorry for saying bro. Hey, come on, it's fear mongering. I ain't no clown. It's all fake. I know what you're up to. Alright, maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a fool. fool. Talkful Radio. What's up? Ah, hola. Uh, tu nombre, or sorry, your nombre is Stephen Lee Clark, uh, the head coach. And tu es mis perros, right? So I've been taking Spanish lessons uh, every day and I'm trying to get good at it. It's bullshit that there's a whole population of people that I can't talk to. It's fucking bullshit. There should be no barrier between uh, human beings, right? So until they invent, which I think they are, until they invent the earpiece that goes in your fucking ear, right? And, and you can talk to anybody you want. Uh, I'm trying to learn new languages, okay? So again, hola. Uh, I'm Stephen Lee Clark, the head coach. You guys are my dogs. Uh, that's the red pill. Say what's up. Uh, okay, so uh, how's it going? Good day. It's a beautiful, wonderful, beautiful autumn day in New York City. And let me tell you something, okay? When I moved to the East Coast, I was like, damn, there's something about this place that I really like, right? And I don't know what it is, and I can't figure it out. And I was walk- I walk around every day, every morning. I have a routine, okay? Every morning, I'm not fucking gone. Every single morning, I wake up really early, right? I go to the same coffee spot. I get coffee. I walk my ass to the gym, right? Because I have a weight problem. I walk to the gym, right? And, 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 and I run two miles there. Okay, I work out for a little bit and then I walk back. So today I or or today I did that and I was like, God, it's like so nice. And what I realized is that, okay, I grew up in California, right? I'm a Californian. Okay, so I never experienced a real fall like, you know, in autumn where it's like crisp outside. I mean, it was definitely cold in SF and in the Bay Area, but not like this, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, so what I will say is I figured it out. I was walking this morning, contemplating, right? Thinking about life, the universe, uh, which is a sickness I have. I always think about it, uh, not believing in much. And I was thinking like, oh, I grew up on the, on the West coast watching football my entire life right when i was when i was a little kid i was watching football i was a raiders fan forever my entire life forever forever don't ever question that anyways uh so i was thinking like oh i grew up this kid watching football and watching this beautiful autumn season that i never experienced right and when i was walking to the gym this morning i was like wow this is it I'm experiencing the changing of the colors, right? And, 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 and the, the end of the most horrendous season in the world, summer, right? I don't like the summertime. I realized today that the, the changing colors and the crisp autumn air is something that I've never experienced. I've never experienced it before. Uh, and it's a very wonderful thing. And it feels real. Okay, well... I'll check back in with you guys in December and we'll see how much the freezing cold ruins my life because I am an Islander. Okay. I have beautiful Island blood flowing through my veins, right? Through flowing through my Island veins, right? So I'm a little worried about how the ice cold tundra was going to fuck my life up, right? I was here last winter when there was a huge blizzard and I was literally walking through paths of snow that were like uh, towering above my head and shit because the blizzard was crazy. But I was also wrapped up in my beautiful Raiders bubble jacket. And I was like, dude, if you're wrapped up, you got something over your face, you know, you got a nice pair of boots with some nice socks. I never had nice socks before. They changed my fucking life, okay? Anyways, I thought it was really beautiful, really inspirational. So we'll see what it's like to live in it, okay? Stay tuned. This whole thing might deteriorate into a huge fucking bummer. So, uh, you know, I try to not do this, okay? I try to keep 
like me, uh, your dog, Stephen Lee Clark, I keep my political views like really close to my chest, right? And I don't, I don't care to share it with people, not because they're like so much different than yours, but they mean a lot to me. And uh, to be quite honest, I don't really care about what anyone thinks about what I think. Okay, so but, you know, this is a show for the people. And I've had uh, a lot of people be like, dude, have you been watching the debate? Have you have you have you been following? Well, obviously, I'm following the shit. No, duh. If you're not, then you're ill informed. And what do we say about information on this show? It's royalty. It's the most important thing in the world. And if you don't like information, raise your hand. You're a fucking dummy. Okay. so anyways, uh, yeah, I'm going to use shaming to get you to stay informed, okay? I don't mean to shame anybody, but stay informed, okay? Stay informed of everything. I know it's really <laughs> hard to do because especially this election cycle, it's really stressful. It really fucking sucks. Uh, I'm not excited about anybody, um, including the third party. Uh, and, you know, it's just it's 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 opening door it's opening like the veil of secrecy is falling off a lot of people right so i'm like seeing a bunch of shit on the internet and i'm just like god this person's fucking annoying unfollow right so one thing the first piece of advice i'm going to give anybody i don't give advice ever but the first thing i want to say about this election cycle is two very important things in life okay and that is the unfollow button on Facebook, right? And the mute button on Twitter, right? Instagram doesn't have shit. They don't care about you. It really bothers me. But so, yeah, it's really chill. I unfollow the shit out of hell people. Um, there's a little barrier coming out. Hella, I'm sorry. But I unfollow the shit out of people all the time because you know what? I don't care about what you have to say about politics, especially if you're some weird closeted like right wing fucker. Right. So, you know, I remain in the gray on everything. OK. And the whole reason I brought this up is because there is something that bothers me. OK. Right off the bat, I watched the debate the other night. OK. Obviously, who's a piece of shit? Donald Trump's a piece of shit obviously he's racist sexist uh homophobic whatever the fuck we don't like donald trump everybody knows that i don't need to see 40 million fucking facebook posts about how much he sucks because you know what it's like kind of universal knowledge he fucking sucks okay he's a bad person whatever uh so donald trump is a terrifying like racist sexist piece of shit that will uh revert this country what like back to the tea party or like some shit like that extreme right wing i don't know but hillary clinton uh is what she's she's an extension of obama it seems like she's not gonna rattle the cage too much but she'll definitely keep us in wars right she'll keep the country killing people because that's uh how she makes a big profit anyways I'm not here to talk about that. What I'm here to say, though, and what a trend that I've noticed that's really bothering me, okay, is this whole idea of any vote except for a vote for Hill, like, like any vote besides a vote for Hillary is a wasted vote. And 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 I heard people talking about this. Right. I heard people talk like talking about this. Like if you don't vote for Hillary, it's a vote for Donald. Uh, and I was like, dude, that is utter fucking bullshit. OK. And, and, and I get it. Like we can't have Donald Trump as a president. Right. Terrifying. Whatever the fuck. Like what? 28 days later is going to happen if Donald Trump is the fucking president. Right. But the whole point of this small club that we're in called democracy is the people have the power right do i believe that i don't really know okay that's a whole nother episode we don't have to get into it but so i've heard people talking about this whole thing like if you don't vote for hillary you're basically voting for donald trump fuck that that's not real that's not true the whole point of a democracy is you have the right to vote for whoever you want 
right? Am I going to vote for Donald Trump? Fuck no, not in this life. Uh, maybe in some other alternate universe where I'm a sketchy ass Islander, which I don't know many sketchy Islanders. Maybe there uh, I would, but I highly doubt it because there's no way I want that fucking guy in charge of this country. But you know what? It's my fucking vote, right? If I want to vote for, you know, fucking Gary Johnson, who is a fucking moron, I'm going to say, by the way, then I'm going to do it. And, 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 and if you want to vote for a third party, fucking do it. Because you know what? It's not a wasted vote. It is your right to do that. And that shit pisses me off. And I heard people saying it. And I was like, yeah, people on Facebook are fucking idiots, whatever. But then I heard Obama say it. And I was like, dude, this is utter bullshit. And, and that mentality is the reason that go ask a fucking high schooler how many parties are in the system in the United States. And they're going to tell you two. But you know what? There's not two parties. There's fucking independent parties. There's a fucking libertarian party. It's fucking bullshit that the the two parties in main power wanted like they want to keep it like that and they have the power to do it and they do it through disinformation and just like withholding information from you it's fucking bullshit and you know what man it really bothers me that obama is going to go up the leader of the democratic united states is going to go up and tell you that if you vote for anyone but hillary clinton then you're wrong and you're wasting your vote. Look, I'm just letting you know, like, I hope you do vote for Hillary Clinton. Okay. I hope you do because I don't want Gary Johnson's a fucking idiot who doesn't even know who, what, like what Aleppo is. Uh, and, and, and Donald Trump's a fucking scary person. Jill Stein. Interesting. I'll say that much, but you know what? Uh, the whole point of this rant is to let you, my fucking faithful listeners, like in my in my dogs, I'm just reminding you that you have the power. Okay, you want to vote for fucking uh, God? I don't even want to say it, but to be unbiased, right? Because that's what all the media should be, right? I don't think they are, but they should be. Basically, the point is vote for whoever you want. Don't let fucking some motherfucker on Facebook tell you that you're gonna waste the vote because you're voting for who you want, right? Do I hope Hillary wins? Sure. Is she a scary human being? Fuck yeah. Am I scared that she's going to keep us in four more years of war? Absolutely. Are people going to die because of her? Of course. Uh, but am I going to vote for her? Probably. You know, that's just me, though. That's the whole point of this thing. It's me. Okay? That's Stephen Lee Clark's vote. And, and I'm just letting you know, you have the right to choose who you want to vote. I don't know. This seems like a long thing about whatever, but I was super bummed when I heard Obama say that. And it's fucking bullshit. And 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 the whole point of living in a quote unquote free country is that we have the freedom, right, to speak up and say like what we want and 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 and, and I know they try to squash that, but we do. We have the power to vote for who we want. It's not a two-party system. There's fucking other people in this world that you can vote for, and, and your vote matters. You have the power. You're a strong-minded person, and you should be proud of the vote that you have, okay? So, again, don't let, tell, like, don't let anybody tell you that you're wasting your vote by voting for who you want because that's the essence of of democracy right so yeah i love you i think you're gonna do a great job uh no matter what you do because it's your job to do so speaking of the system and capitalism man uh yeah this is the business section um so i would like to remind you a thank you you guys are fucking amazing. We, as in me, the Red Pill, and every motherfucker that listens to this show, want to thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys from the bottom of my human and her kitty heart, right? So, I got to remind you. Facebook, you can follow us on Facebook. 
uh, Talkful Radio. You can follow us on Twitter, Talkful Radio, Talkful SLC. You can subscribe, which is really important. You can download, which is the most important, because the more downloads we get, the fucking, the more we're going to get on the fucking front cover of iTunes. Like, hey, this is the sickest new podcast on the world in the world. And this motherfucker is out here telling you how much he loves you and how much your vote counts. And you guys fucking kill it. So that's what we need. A lot of downloads. Download fucking on, on everything you own, right? Every fucking Apple product that you have. Download that motherfucker. And then so you can download it. Subscribe on iTunes. You can download, subscribe on Stitcher. You can download, subscribe on TuneIn, right? And 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 every single download means something to us. Okay, we're it's it's all a process. And what do we say? The last couple of episodes, right now we're spreading, right? We're the fucking the the virus of information, right? And we're spreading throughout the population, right? And that's sick. So, anyways, download. And subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, tune in. And you know what? More important than all of that, just share the shit, man. Share the shit with your friends. Share the shit with your ex-hippie uh, liberal parents. Share the shit with your uncle fucking Jim that smokes a shit ton of weed because he'll like me. Share the shit with your your parents' friend that lives in the swamps of Louisiana, right? And and, and, and wears cut-off shorts and no shirt and, and has a bunch of machetes, right? Because I guarantee he'll listen and he'll be like, I like this motherfucker because that's going to be me, right? Uh, share the shit with everyone, man. Just put it on, put like post it and just spread the word because it's a, it's a very important thing. Again, we're spreading. Um, also, lastly, uh, at the bottom of talkfulradio.com, there is a donate. Uh, there is a donate button, and so if you donate again, I don't like to have advertisements on here. And you know what? Because if I had advertisements, those motherfuckers would have called me five minutes ago and be like, "Hey, stop talking about Obama. Stop talking about this. Stop talking about this." And I would be like, "Man, no." And then they would leave, and then we wouldn't have any advertisements anyways, right? So. This is a value for value model, right? I heard it explained like this. You go to the movies, right? You see a movie, you buy a fucking, what, a small popcorn for fucking $34. You buy a fucking small soda or whatever. You shouldn't be drinking that, but whatever, you know, you do whatever you want. It's democracy, remember? So you buy, you buy a small soda, you buy a fucking small popcorn, and what? Like, like, that's enough. Let's not eat more than that. So you do that, you buy your ticket at the movie, it ends up being what, like 35, 40 bucks, right? And that is because the value you get from that experience equals to you 35 to 45 bucks. So that is what I want to base this on. It's a value for value model. You listen to this, I'm throwing it your way fucking twice every other tuesday so what twice a month sometimes three times a month let's get your math straight and uh yeah so you listen to this and you decide what is this worth to me and 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 i trust you and i love you and i respect your opinion so yeah that's what the donate button's for that's what a value for value model is right so if you decide this is worth anything to you and you decide to donate then you are a literal producer and 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 when I say literal, I know I say that word 6,000 times a day, but I mean it's actual def definition, it's actual definition, literal, right? You're a literal producer, you are helping the show along, and we all really appreciate it. So if you donate, you're a literal producer, you get your name in the fucking show notes, and you can show that to your fucking, uh, your future boss that is like, what have you done? Well, a motherfucker, I'll tell you what I've done. I am a producer of a sick-ass podcast, right? My Uncle Jim in the fucking swamp loves the shit, right? So I donate. I'm a producer. You don't even have to say donate. I'm a producer of a podcast. And he'll be like, well, I don't believe that shit. Oh, really? Here's the fucking credential, clown. Give me a job. So there you go. You're a producer of the podcast. You get your name in the show notes, credits, just like Hollywood. And I shout you out at the end as a producer in the audio credits. So... 
go to talkforradio.com if you decide that this is worth your while throw a couple bucks our way and it will literally go towards podcasting shit we need some new mics we need a noise gate so you don't hear fucking sirens in the background fucking new york city right so yeah uh also i said lastly but this is actually lastly there's some merch up uh we're getting we got cups in we got coffee cups in i'm really proud of how they came out and uh we're getting some t-shirts in of the same design uh hopefully they'll be here sooner rather than later and i got some stickers made so i'll throw that shit in fucking gorilla marketing you know what i'm saying all right so again value for value download 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 donate 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 and you are beautiful i love you so not only do I know our guests today very well, um, but I have traveled the fucking world with them. And there's few people in this life that I'm closer to, right? And so I'm very excited to interview Creepers. So you guys probably have listened to Creepers before, but if you haven't, go check it out. They're everywhere and they're fucking amazing. It's kind of like you're chilling with uh sunglasses on laying in the purple sand on a beach uh on saturn right which is really cool so they're an amazing band they have a really cool story and i'm really excited and not only do they have an amazing band these motherfuckers all of them individually have their fingers and all this cool different shit right they're a fucking rare shining light that's left in the bay area and so if you're ever out there go chill with creepers so Hopefully, and I'm sure you will, you will enjoy our wonderful interview on the surface of Mars with Creepers. I'm here with my dogs, my brothers, uh, my fucking bandmates. It's crazy. Um, Dan, Shiv, and Chris. What's up, Chris? What's up? I'm stoked that you could make it here, too. Uh, unexpected and very tough. How's it going? What up, what up man? Yo. Yeah, Creepers. Um, so a lot of people might not know this, but Creepers was actually the very first ever Talk For episode, right? And it was, it was oh. really sick. It was went really well. It was just like you guys deserve better than the first ever like me fucking fumbling around like not knowing what I'm doing. We're like the guinea pigs for sure. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're back again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very stoked to have you guys here. Um, how's how's everything been? I haven't seen you guys in a couple weeks. Uh, it's been great, man. It's been chilling at home, as you know, which is like rare as fuck for us. So it's been so been really nice. It's so fucking nice, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah, the we time mean, off is so overdue. We've had, what, like two or three weeks at this point, right? And yeah, it's been amazing. Dude, I actually had to, like, stop myself because we've been gone so much that when I got home here and we had a month off, I literally, like, got home and I was like, fuck, man, I don't want to leave in a month. I don't want to leave. And I was like, dude. Why am I tripping? I just have to like be happy right now, you know. I know. and we're like halfway through it, so we still have. We got like a, a couple, few, a couple weeks, few weeks off, yeah, which is sick. It's but like, but I wish you have like a, a date, like a you know a date that you're, you're looking forward to. It just seems way closer than it actually is, and you kind of have to realize that it's like a full month and that it's not a week, and you know. I know. You see, like after after not playing for a month, it's like I'm stoked to now go play like. Yeah. with Slipknot especially yeah we're gonna be like hella fresh and like ready to play yeah games. we won't be like over it you know absolutely dude and Slipknot dude Slipknot, and Slipknot. <laughs> Chris you've been busy too right you've been on tour a lot with your other band yeah I just got back like like maybe a month ago yeah useless Cedars. they they played in Europe he was there for like three months straight yeah, like, which I remember seeing that. Red for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. How was that? It is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like I, after the Creepers tour on the East Coast, I like flew and started another tour, and then flew from New York to Europe, and just was there until like August. It was like 
I think the Creepers tour was like in April. Yeah, so yeah. long ago. Dude, but he, they crazy. played with they played with Mud Honey, which is <laughs> which is so sick. I was watching Black Sheep the other day. Yeah, yeah they're on Black that Sheep. movie. That's like their claim to fame. They're they're sick. Sick. <laughs> Wait, well, how were those shows though? I never asked you. They were sick. Yeah, yeah that's tight. just like a bunch of dads just headbanging and like <laughs> sort of doing like a little pit, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> They had like wine on stage for every member, just like white wine. And, like, really? Damn, they're, they're, they're dead there. Yeah, they're dads dad dad for sure. White wine spritzer. White wine. So, uh, yeah, together you guys are creepers. Uh, everybody knows that I'm in a band with Dana Shiv, but I'm stoked that Chris could come on because, like, you know, it's it's better to get the whole thing. And what's up with, uh, isn't, is Ross still in the band? Yeah, and Ross is in New York now, but. He's in Wahaha, and then Andy's here too, who's you know recorded us and like runs Secret. Yeah, Andy's recorded us for like at least a couple years now. He also plays bass in the band now too, which is awesome. Oh, sick! What's up, Andy? Hi. <laughs> He's he was eating a banana in the corner. <laughs> 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 He's fueling up, so standing creepily in the corner. <laughs> sick. Um. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, uh, it um, again. Like, I'm glad Chris is here because this is a good thing for, for. I was gonna start off by just asking you like the history of the band. Like, I know you and like Shiv and Dan have played together for fucking ever, right? And then yeah, well, I mean, Sh- Shiv and I met when we were what, like 11 or 12, and we both kind of started playing music around the same time together. We were in the same kind of shit, like metal, and just you know, pretty like extreme metal, and just kept working kind of like weird for that in that respect in like seventh grade listening to like sepultura and like pe class and shit. like people thought we were fucking freaks you know but we, we ended up starting bands together throughout middle school and high school and then um you know, we never really stopped so it's kind of just been a perpetual thing for us yeah and it's that's... just changed like sound over time you know yeah, as people grow they grow into different music styles and shit i would so. say our first show was like the freshman talent show when yeah, Dan right. was playing bass and I was I was playing like guitar but I didn't realize I was playing a seven string guitar that's right We're, we covered Black, 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 Black Sabbath's electric funeral yeah. and you played it on and Dan was singing string. you didn't even fucking realize we were playing on a seven string that shit was dark dude it was bad that was the origin right there <laughs> wait how did you not know it was a seven string dude I literally made, maybe played guitar for like a couple of months before that dude <laughs> I mean, I learned how to play Electric Funeral just for that time. <laughs> That's sick. But yeah, now it's evolved to like have Ross, who lived in the Bay for a hell of long, and played in bands next to us, and like somehow he just like is a perfect fit. I mean, we needed some synths and backup vocals, so yeah, it's like an analog synth genius. So it's so sick having him for the band. Yeah, I know yeah. when I saw you guys in L.A., uh, that was my first time seeing you with Ross, and I was just like, oh, it just felt like he'd been in the band forever. Yeah, he fits so well, man. Like, I I would just start singing my parts, and out of nowhere, he has, like, the perfect harmonies. And yeah. I don't know, he's got a good ear. He's but also even, an amazing vocalist, too. Yeah. yeah. Even better that he moved far away from us now to New York. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll now just work over email, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like, I kind of thought about that with me, too, like, moving all the way out here. But I don't know. I'm trying to look at it as more of a uh, – we're taking over on the west and east coast side yeah exactly <laughs> it's exactly what rock keeps telling me he's like dude it's a takeover man both coasts yeah. which is kind of true it's true it's, it's totally true i mean now with his practice space there we can just come over there anytime and have our gear there ready to go and he's he's taking trips out here for shows and practice. yeah it's, it's not even an issue it's, it's actually pretty tight yeah, yeah that's cool that's cool um, so how did Chris and Andy get incorporated to this? Chris, you've been in Creepers for a while, right? A long time? Yeah. Um, I don't know. They Creepers played a show at my house in Oakland like in like 2013 or something. And they're like, dude, we're going to add a second guitarist. You want to play? Like He like should have like tabbed I, out some shit and emailed it to me. And I was like, I did. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, it's Drug Vision or something. Drug Vision, yeah. 
damn. I was like, damn, these guys are like crazy mathy weirdo dudes. Like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to try it out. I know. I barely knew you at that time. And I was like, all right. And as soon as Chris started playing with us, it was like instantly just like meant to be. Yeah, you know, like, yeah we're dope. Perfect. They like needed a hot person in the band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Like, yeah. and then we, right, cool, I'll be the face. And then we <laughs> needed a girl in the band. So we got Andy. <laughs> <laughs> No, Andy recorded us forever, and like uh, all our recordings have been done with him, and it was just the perfect fit too. Yeah, Varn got a job, right? Because Varn's that's right. His brother Varn used to play bass, but he's like a working man now. Career so. man. He's like a normal, successful human being compared to like, yeah, loser. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> losing. That's cool. So did Creeper, yeah. didn't Creepers? I could be wrong, but did Creepers start out as just you and <laughs> was it a two piece at first? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It, was. it used to be just uh, Shiv and I, and we would write like the shreddiest, like mathiest shit was, we could think of, just to, like for fun. It was like and, Philip Glass meets Goblin, just, like with guitar and drums, weird ass time signatures, and like hell like scales and just like weird shit. Uh, it, it was fun, but after a while, it got kind of kind of old, you know, just like counting the whole fucking song and not like feeling any type of part, you know. Yeah, and you need you need layers for dynamic, like two people playing. We could be very shreddy, and that's cool, but like for us to musically write shit, like don't have go, enough room. Yeah, it'll for other so, layers, it'll go so far with with two people. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it just evolved over time, you know. Yeah, yeah. What's it like? I mean, I know that I deal with this shit too, uh, but I mean, it is it like all my side projects are just me, you know, and like, so what's it like, uh, just like having two projects that you like mean a lot to you guys? Like, I know for me it's hard because I'll just get home and be like, fuck, like. I'm not doing shit for like two weeks, but you know, I like, I really just have my shit set up all the time for you guys. It's like, you guys got to get together, fucking, you know, yeah, all this definitely, shit. definitely a thing. Yeah. I mean, like you said, when we're not on tour, like we just want to chill at least for like a week or two. And when we're, when you're not home for more than a week or two, that kind of leads to you never doing anything between yeah. tours. You have to be home for like at least like a couple weeks to like feel the motivation again. The vicious cycle of playing music. Yeah, but it pretty much translates. It pretty much translates into us being busy like the entire year through. Like yeah. whenever we don't have death heaven related, we're doing creepers. creepers related. Yeah, I mean, I come home and I got my guitar and I have a synth at home, so I just start writing shit. Even on tour, I'm always writing it on my phone. So it's all about us getting together when we have the time to like learn the songs and just adapt them, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Would you say like when you talk about like writing on tour and all this stuff, are you like what's writing like for you guys? Is like is it like you you guys all come to the table with different riffs or is it more like once you start somewhere and everything just like evolves? Because I know like Creepers for me, it's just this like it feels like I literally like take some acid and like float on this like <laughs> like winding like psychedelic river. It's tight. <laughs> I'm gonna quote you on that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I write all the stuff like ideas at home or on on my phone with GarageBand for the most part. And then once we come together, they become more of like a full cohesive thing. But also when we're just at the space for just smoking weed and jamming, an ideal spark like that, you know. Yeah. But as far as like like drum beats and stuff, I feel like I kind of just like feel out whatever like shit is playing, yeah. and then it'll just, like it'll kind of just like occur spontaneously rather than like mapping it out beforehand and like you know diagramming it. Shit, I don't do that. Just like kind of just play it and just feel it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, essentially, it's just that. And since we've had Ross now, I mean, me and Chris always bounce ideas, and now having Ross, like we've been coming up with some weird ideas that are going to be. Re- Actually, yeah. Having multiple synths has changed the band so much. Like, now we can take it to where we actually wanted it to go, like horror soundtrack, but, you know, still with, like, some psychedelic aspect. Yeah, a lot more, like, Goblin influence and John Carpenter influence with, like, the synth arpeggios and stuff like that. We're, we're capable of doing shit like that, which is sick. That's so tight. Yeah. Did you guys catch Sean Carpenter? Wasn't he like he played a bunch of shows, right? Or were we gone? Dude, we're we're uh, we're somewhere. We're like in Chicago or something. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah, everybody, like 
like I'm watching John Carpenter right now. This is crazy. And I was like, man, I want to watch that shit. I'm most bummed. I'm most bummed that I missed Elo play at Hollywood Bowl. Oh, I know. Like I would literally like tear up if I was there, man. I'd probably just faint. Like (laughs) God and John Carpenter, Elo, like so many fucking projects. Like you know how it is. We pretty much miss every shows we want to watch. I know. Unless we're on tour. Getting lucky and get to see ICP or someone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> ICP destroy an entire venue with fucking Fago. <laughs> with Fago. Some shit you can't really make up. Yeah. You know, it happens. Um, Chris, what about you, man? Like, with Useless Leaders, it seems like you're fucking really busy, too. Is it, like, is it tough for you to, like, split up your time? Or is it something that you're just, like, I don't know, it just flows really easily? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, like, everyone in the band is in other projects. And it's just kind of... Like, you plan it. Basically, you get a date. If you could play that show, then yeah. If not, like, fuck it. And I think it just like somehow magically we're able to practice beforehand. Like, yeah, that usually doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> I know, I know. Every like everybody I ever talk to, uh, especially out here, is like, oh, that's cool. Like, but you're the only one that lives over here. Like, how do you guys practice? And I'm always just like, oh, we, we never practice ever. We don't need to. I mean, if you play that many shows a year, you really don't need to practice. Yeah. 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 I mean, sound check every single day is like a practice. Yeah. But Chris is actually in another band, Golden Drugs, but also his new band, Mall Walk. Or, sorry, Marvel <laughs> Die, not Mall Walk. Marvel Die. Marvel Die is sick as fuck. Damn, fool. You need to calm down. They, they just got to play with merchandise too, right? No, we're playing with Oh, that's coming up, yeah. yeah. And actually, Andy plays bass in Marvel Die as well. Yeah, so, so it's kind of just... Creepers version 2. <laughs> yeah, that's tight. Andy, I have questions for Andy. Because I... Yeah, what's up? I, like, fucking... I, like, my, like, side solo thing really got me into recording. And so... Is that something that you've, like, always enjoyed doing? Like, what was kind of your... You said that you've recorded Creepers for a long time, right? Yeah, I've recorded Creepers for about as long as I've had my own studio in Los Angeles. I think, how long ago did we do Los? That was like two years ago. 2014, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, and then we did some demos of Lush before, right? That never were Yeah, we did uh, Stuck and Take You There. Yeah, so that would have been, I think, like, yeah, that would have been right around the time that I don't know. If, I don't think if the studio was actually done when you guys did those demos. Yeah, it was super. It's like the early days. Yeah, I, I think it was done happen. when you guys did Lush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still setting up like uh, you know, sound yeah. compression shit. Damn, that's yeah. Cool. Is that is that what's your studio called again? Uh, Secret bathroom. Secret bathroom. That's cool. Secretbathroom.com. Yeah, if anybody <laughs> wants to. Yeah, you know. <laughs> a ton of people have recorded there actually. Yeah, that's tight. I'll put it in the show notes because this. Po- I don't know if you guys know this, but this podcast has literally like seven million listeners. It's fucking. Crazy. Yeah. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to like fight them off. Oh, yeah. But that's cool, man. Like so. From like a recording aspect, it does seem like Creepers has like a lot of the same like uh, difficulties as maybe Deaf Heaven does. A lot of like washed out shit, like a lot of harsh stuff. Uh, is that something like when I don't know, how do you tackle stuff like that? Is like mixing a big thing for you? Do you really enjoy that? Or like, I don't know, what's your kind of approach to recording a band like Creepers? I think the biggest thing about uh, like is taking the arrangement into consideration when you're mixing, you know, like what needs to be audible, what needs to be a layer that's like doing a supporting role, what is like what in this part is kind of like carrying uh, the song together, you know? So considering that and being okay with making decisions where maybe not everything needs to be in the forefront at all times when, when you have a lot of layers, like with something with Creepers, um but you know with lush i think they they did a really good job of just doing a lot of that arrangement themselves where even though there was like multiple things going on they all interplayed yeah with each other in a way that it left space for them to all be heard yeah the last album was like a lot simpler too our newer recordings are getting even more intricate for him to have to mix and yeah we're focusing more on like dynamics throughout the song you know like just really intense parts like sparse parts and like just the contrast between those instead of kind of just like a you know consistent 
you know, even sound throughout the entire record. We want it to be more broken up and more dramatic. Yeah. That's where Andy's magic sprinkles all over the recordings. Yeah, I think with the we've done some more selective mixing where like maybe there's something that was being played in band practice that like when we had all of the elements going in the songs, we were like, wait, maybe we don't need this rhythm guitar part because the bass yeah. is doing that or this a good yeah. lead and like with the synth lead there it helps you determine like, what you don't and yeah. do need in the so song it'll be interesting sure. to see how the recording might actually change how we're playing the new songs see that yeah. was that was gonna be one of my questions like as someone that can visualize like what a recording would sound like in the future of something that you don't really have yet and like maybe you know practicing or writing new stuff it does it like affect what i don't know what like stuff you add to the song or, or or do you ever are you ever like this is just gonna not work or something like that it seems like a good like a uh, point of view like a good perspective to have yeah totally i think most of the people are like we're the the, the people in Greenpeace are generally pretty good about doing like self editing or i feel like if they feel like there's too they're doing something that may be taking up too much space i think people are pretty conscious about what other people are playing but it's important to think about that. I think not just if you're recording, just like when you're writing an arrangement. I mean, it's great recording. It's great yeah. recording in secret bathroom too, because especially with like the synth layers and like the auxiliary stuff, we always experiment in the studio and kind of just like you know, see what we what we do and what we don't want. So it's cool to have that that ability to have that freedom in the studio like that. That's cool. That's great, man. Um, I was wondering, like, is it for, for, I mean, I guess for mainly you three, Dan, Chris, and Shiv, is it, is it hard to like have, uh, I don't want to say a revolving door, but just like you guys had Varn for a really long time and you didn't have, uh, Ross. And so we're incorporating like Andy and Ross into the band. Was that like something that went really easily? Was it, was it like, yeah, I mean, with, with V in the band was just like, it was still just me writing the main song and then him just adding his like groovy bass lines. I mean, with each player comes a different style and feel. So the band will change a hundred percent with the two new people in it, mm-hmm. you know, all for the better. Yeah. I think it was easy too. Cause like since Andy recorded Lush, he was already like pretty familiar with the songs and he liked Yeah, it was them. full new, all the bass lines. And also, like, uh, Ross, Actually threw down a lot of synth on Lush before he was in the band, and then we yeah, I guess they progressively yeah. like. Oh, it was a gradual it was like, entrance into a band. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, super yeah. abrupt. Yeah, yeah, you guys were collaborators already, so it made a lot of sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, but with Ross, like since both of us listen to like so much like pop music, if anything, it's gonna become a little bit poppier, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, I mean, mainly. I was going to I was going to ask Dan and Shiv this, but like starting with Dan. So uh, what's it like for you to be in these two bands that like have so much contrast with each other? Right. You know, so it's like Def having your fucking it's like four clicks and they like go time. You know what I'm saying? And you're like blasting for like fucking, I don't know, like two hours straight or whatever the fuck. <laughs> but like, uh, it seems like creepers. And I remember this from like the first time I, I think I saw you guys at like elbow room or something like a really long time ago. Like Sean was the one that was like, you got to come, like come watch creepers. Right. That was like, Sean was the one that introduced me to you guys. Oh, great. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I remember thinking, like, dude, this is just, like, so... You're just, like, inserting these, like, crazy fills, like, every chance you can. And it was, and it just seems so different than what we do in Deaf Heaven. And so, what's that like for you? Is it, like, is it, like, a relief for you to not have to be only playing one certain type of thing? Or is it just, like... Yeah, I mean, well... From like an endurance standpoint, it's like I kind of view the Death Heaven set as almost like like an exercise. You know, it's like I'm about to run a couple miles or something. So I gotta like mentally and physically prepare for that. Whereas Creepers is something where I can just kind of hang back and, and just chill and just play really cool, like interesting stuff, but not like work myself to death. Yeah. Which, which is a huge factor, you know, because I mean, it's tough. It's tough getting through a Death Heaven set. Like physically, it, it's fucking hard. Yeah. So, but definitely not boring by any means i i love playing that style i love playing metal drums and i think i like 
do incorporate like my own style into that metal style as well. So I feel like there's there's elements of creepers in Deaf Heaven as far as like you know drum fills and just like weird little accents on blast beats and shit like that. But I do enjoy playing creeper sets because I can hang back and just have fun pretty much without worrying about the the physical factor. Yeah, it's like versus all the clean parts of Deaf Heaven on drums. Sure, yeah. <laughs> If you want to break it down, like that, but it's just uh, it's just different. But I love, I love both of them. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Shiv? It's like because it's definitely a lot different for you, and like also from like an equipment aspect. Is there does your pedal board like change uh, with creepers, or do you kind of just use the same thing? Because there's definitely like similarities, but it's also you know a lot different. I mean, I don't really use like that many pedals on either, so not really. They're the same. I mean, I use clean tone, delay, reverb, like just basic stuff. And honestly, with Creepers, the more and more the songs develop, like the less like I'm even playing guitar, I find myself. I don't know. I just play once in a while in a song, if anything. But yeah, it's different. I mean, Death Heaven, me and Carrie definitely have to write differently than with Creepers when it's just like straight, whatever I kind of want, you know, whatever I can develop like lyrics off of or something, you know, it's a different way of writing. Yeah. But similar chord structures here and there. Really? That's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of Death Heaven style is using pop chord structures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely remember when you joined Death Heaven, and especially on New Bermuda, there's like a lot of like shiv creepers (laughs) like coming through that, you know? That's cool that it's like. That's to be more too. Yeah, it's about to be a lot. I feel like, I feel like all of us. I feel like it's gonna get more and more psyched out. Yeah, hopefully. Which is tight. <laughs> Very tight. So, what do you guys do? Like, what do you guys do when you're home? Like, like me, I kind of just work on this. Uh, I fuck with just like field agent stuff. Like, what do you, what do you guys like to do when you're home? Not like just like chilling. My main goal right now is ironically to play drums, which is kind of crazy. But so I really need to come into the space like solo. And just fucking play drums and just like do what I used to do and just develop new beats, develop new ideas. Shit that I think about all the time, but never actually actualize. Yeah. And I just need to actually. It's so hard as a drummer to like have to be able to play. I don't have like pads or electronic drums or any of that shit. So I got to come out here to Oakland, which is kind of an effort, but it's so worth it. Every time I do, it's like amazing. You know, just sweat my ass off, like play drums for like an hour and a half. It's like so fun. I just got to start doing that like at least three or four times a week. I saw a meme today that was like, it was a picture of like the bridge and it said, Oakland, so close, I might go there. Like <laughs> from perspective. Like, this. like it's hell easy to get there, but you just never do it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I remember being <laughs> it's, like. It's literally like going from one burb in New York to another, which isn't even that crazy. Yeah, I remember uh, being like, I'm going to move to Oakland and like i'm gonna move to oakland like it's not a big deal like i think i mean and everybody's like giving me shit when i was gonna move to oakland and i was like oh it's like not a big deal i'll be around like blah blah fucking never went back to sf like never. i never went there yeah. yeah it was like and like what am i gonna do like fucking come back at midnight you know what i'm saying that's such bullshit yeah that's the biggest factor is, is how art shuts down so early it sucks yeah i mean i just moved here and i'm i kind of like it because i live by the lake and then chris lives right down the street i end up being at the space like every day like it's yeah dude, I'm, I'm, being, I'm officially like the only sf resident in creepers now yeah and yeah. it's creepers it's SF. weird man. it's kind of isolated out there i'm like just surrounded by like rich motherfuckers and huge dorks yeah there's a huge chance of moving to oakland like i don't have to see those the people like dislike in this world around yeah, over cool now. yeah plus that's cool now i guess that i never leave the i'll definitely say that like when i think about it the bay area like i i, I don't know why because i spent so many like really fun quality years in sf but like now i don't know why like i always think like fuck i miss oakland dude like i miss the lake i really miss the yeah. cemetery lake- yeah, like all that shit, dude. I miss going to Timeless and like then like getting coffee and then going to the cemetery and like walking around that because that's Hell like, yeah. the most so interesting place. So I still love SF all my heart, but the thing I realized is I'd rather not see people than see really obnoxious people all the time. You know, I'd that's rather crazy. just be completely empty than like be surrounded by douchebags in the mission, especially. Yeah, yeah I feel that. 
just being like just wall-to-wall people every day can get really yeah. old yeah exactly and like just a little bit of isolation and like it's really tight sometimes exactly yeah and isolated it's it's actually productive for playing music i end up at the space all the time because i have nothing to do yeah that's fucking great dude like that's kind of a big thing for me here in New York is I was because uh, I don't really hang out with fucking anybody. Like I've hung out with like Abe from Weekend a couple times, but like right. it's like being in Brooklyn. It's kind and like New York. It's kind of like the best place to like not have friends. You know what I'm saying? Because I'll just yeah. literally like go outside every single day and like bike for like two hours and be like, "This is so sick," and then like come home and be productive. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, like, I really like it. Wait, so you and Abe are holding down the Raiders crew, right? Oh, fuck, dude. Dude, yesterday Abe came over and we watched the Raiders game, bro. Oh, Wasn't bro. that game, like, super crazy? Oh, my God, bro. I almost threw up. I almost threw up so many times, dude. Just, like, they won by one point, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and they won in the last, like, 40 seconds by, like, going yeah. for this crazy-ass play on like a two-point convert i don't know dude and like i felt bad for my cat because my cat was like tripping so hard because i was like fuck like throwing shit around and shit and it's always a new thing for me like it's always a thing when i have new roommates because it's like a side to me that like only my like close friends know so i had to send out a text like look dude like shit might get crazy today uh, i know you guys don't really know this about me but like i'm still the same guy as when I moved in, you know, and yeah. I was like, Jen, like, have you scared Jen off with your, yeah. your NFL fan? Yeah. I was like <laughs> screaming. It was a joke. Loud. And you're like, yeah. and they're like oh, this is hella funny. Ha ha. Like Steve said a text. You're like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah, yeah. I was like screaming super loud. And Jen came out of her room. Like, what the fuck? And I was like, nah, fool. Like, this is the best <laughs> kind of scream ever. <laughs> dude yeah i took a flight from phoenix yesterday and my flight was full of like everyone was wearing, wearing raiders shit damn. you would have been proud damn that's sick <laughs> yeah i yeah. mean it was it's been kind of a change because like sf was definitely a football city so it felt super good like walking outside on sunday to like go get coffee and seeing people in different like jerseys everywhere it doesn't even have to be raiders or like nine it just like it feels good and then i moved yeah. to la before the rams went there and there's like nobody i was like man this is fucking lame yeah la doesn't seem like anyone watches they don't like they don't have a team yeah so they're not they, like they do now they do now and people are so stoked on the rams and i'm so what's stoked. the team it's the Rams. The Rams moved the to the Rams. Yeah. So I'm stoked Word. for them, and I'm stoked for the Rams because I, I like I like that. But, like, here it's like SF used to be. Like, I went and got coffee in the morning, and there was, like, huge groups of people with, like, football jerseys, like, blah, blah. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. I was always trying to, like, keep football and this podcast, like, separate because it's like, yeah, like – not really many people like care about it like I do. And then the episode that I finished today, actually, I like couldn't help it. And I just went on this like long thing about football and why it's so <laughs> amazing. And why dude, I, I, mean, I, thought, yourself, dude. I thought you're like the theme track would be like, well, every time I play field agent songs, I actually just did this. I mean, every time I play field agent shows, I like have. Uh, Monday night football song on my computer and I always say like I'm gonna sound check real quick and then I play that super loud <laughs> and like nobody ever thinks it's funny. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always just like, like, half the people play with it they're just like, what is this shit? <laughs> yeah. The yeah. other half Yeah, the other half of like living out here is like it's weird because it's the opposite. It does kind of feel like like when I played at Silent Barn, there was like a bunch of cool people. They're like super punk and they it was like it felt like i was in oakland back in the day before it was cool to like the raiders there because it fucking wasn't cool let me tell you and like <laughs> and i was like repping the raiders hella hard and everybody's like steven's kind of a bro dude like this fool's kind of a bro. <laughs> and that i was like dude i was like man shut your ass was that the reference show? uh no what? i actually played a show like a separate show not too long ago and the dude like hit me up the night before he's like hey i'm booking a show for tomorrow night like nobody's gonna be there but do you want to play and i was like yeah there's like shit i want to hear through a pa so i did it it was fun yeah dude that's cool silent park that's sick i like that place yeah, yeah. that's where uh creep played in brooklyn last time yeah sick. i know i met a couple people that uh 
played with you. Um, I think the dude that put the show on, I, I don't, his name is Mike. I don't remember his last name, but he, I think he said that he played with you guys. Oh, oh yeah. I remember who you're talking about. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. They were cool. Their band was tight. Yeah. Um, well, so like, what do you, what do you guys got coming up? Like, you guys got any creeper stuff coming up? Um, yeah, I want to put out, uh, we're putting out one song in the next couple of months, I think with a music video that I'm meeting with someone tomorrow about and then i mean we're just working on our new album in the meantime yeah we have so many songs just to get like a, a full length out maybe probably like early next year something like that yeah and then if death heaven's not super cracking next year maybe we'll get some tours in uh dude i'm hoping so bad that like because i know we we have something in the spring i think but like i hopefully like i want some time off too so i can like really concentrate on like my shit too man yeah i feel and I mean, we're gonna have to write new Death Heaven songs. So yeah, next year's gonna be super gonna be busy, busy, but I think it'll be busy in a different way as far as you know, writing and recording and, and a little less touring. That's kind of cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be great, man. Um, uh, one thing that I did want to ask you because I know that people feel differently about this, right? Like, and and I'm not entirely. I go back and forth a lot, but so like. Uh, us together and like Def Heaven, we play some like we have played some like really crazy shows. And sometimes for me, like I just said, like when I play at Silent Barn and there's like, I mean that was extreme. There was literally like 15 people there. But like you know those like shows where you're kind of like, oh yeah, this is what I did like years and years ago. And sometimes for me, it's just like, dude, I kind of like this shit. Like it feels really good. There's like 40 people here. And they're here because they want yeah. to be like, how do you guys feel about that? Like, I, I almost hesitate to say like smaller shows, but I literally mean just like smaller in capacity and like, uh, like maybe not a house show, but like a bar, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you guys feel about that shit? When we played on the East coast, some of like one or two of those shows were literally like 10 people there. So those, those are kind of dark. There, uh, there's something stuff. dark about that. But, but like if there's a smaller show and there's like an actually like somewhat decent turnout, like, like you said, like 40 people and they're all hell of into it. That's so sick. I think I even there's like 10 people that show up though, though it may seem like you're just playing for like a few friends. They are all so down with it, you know, yeah. but also broadening your reach to people to show your music is always nicer. No, I love playing like every level of show for different reasons. You know, like cl like bar shows are really fun because I mean, they're a little less pressure. You know, you can just like have like have a little more fun with your friends, like turn it up and whatnot. I'm like, I'm, I wish house, I wish house shows were a thing still. Like I want to play a house show in like Oakland or something, but there's no houses that have shit like that anymore. House shows are fun as fuck. They're the most That's fun. So yeah. That's so crazy that there's no house shows in Oakland, dude. That's so fucking crazy to me, man. See, Chris would know. Chris and Andy would know. I'm not Dude. We need to book a house show. That's like all I want to do recently. Dude, that's like what I think about. Yeah, they're the most fun. Like everyone, it's like centered around the the shit that's set up in the living room. You know, I don't know. That's yeah. what I think about when like I like house party is like definition. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking sick. Like I yeah, I would love to play a house show. I kind of want to get my own PA, so I could just be like. <laughs> Like, I could be able to play house shows and be like, yeah, yeah. Like, I brought my own PA and then, like, slumped the fuck out of someone's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, for you, at least you could bring, like, your gear with you and, like, a PA. It's, like, hella easy. You could actually set up, like, anywhere, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah was there, like, a drum set involved? It's kind of like a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. But I love house parties because they remind me of that Smashing Pumpkins video where they play in that like living room there might be that metallica video <laughs> where they're like throwing up everywhere oh, yeah. whiskey in the job <laughs> that's yeah. sick bring it back well yeah i think that's everything man i'm like i'm super stoked you guys came back on especially because like yeah this is the second time you guys have been on here but motherfuckers don't know that yeah so this is the first time you've and it's kind of like the perfect it's like the perfect you guys were a you guys were the first people to be on here which totally makes sense and b you guys are the first people to be on here twice which is just as sick so that's what's up motherfuckers yeah i really appreciate i really appreciate you guys coming on here um chris andy dan shiv thank you so much thanks uh and dan shiv i'm gonna see you like really fucking soon <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs>
I see you guys all the time. Actually, yeah, we're playing that fucking. Uh, I'm gonna be in the bay because we're playing the Treasure Island thing, right? Oh, Treasure Island, yeah, that's coming up in October, right? October like 15th. Dude. Yeah, that's gonna be helpful. October 15th. Yeah, Desert yeah. Days is like right before that. October 14th. Desert Days. Oh, Playing yeah. that fest with like corn and disturbed and shit. It should be hella funny. Yeah. <laughs> is that what Desert Days is? No, Desert is Days is Desert like Day? actually like. A uh, pretty good lineup. Primus is playing it. Television's playing it. And I'm talking about like the day after oh, Desert oh. Days. So you go to Sacramento and it's on. Um, yeah, corn. Yeah. yeah. Like a bench sevenfold, I think so. It's like, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. We're going to do the yeah. psychedelic. Then we're going to do the fucking like the tech worker, like Treasure <laughs> Island fest. And then straight up just ignorant. Sacramento. <laughs> Sacramento. Darkness. Well, this is. <laughs> gonna be I'm glad this happened actually. I'm glad this happened because this is actually like audio proof that like I fucking never read the emails. Like I don't know what I'm <laughs> yeah. playing with. I don't. I don't know anything. Do you know it's artistdata. So artistdata.com like has like our schedule. Oh. It's like a public website you can go on. To see this. <laughs> Dude, I get sponsored ads from like Desert Days on my own Facebook, and that reminds me that I have that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start looking at. I'm gonna start looking at what was the one you just said? Artistdata. What is it? Artist data. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start looking at artist yeah. data and, like, showing up to the shows, like, two hours late. Because don't they always put the wrong... Buy a ticket for the show. Right. Yeah. yeah so we played it's eight. Oh, it said ten on the website. Sorry, bro. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's just all minus one on the list, though. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Justin Scholar. Oh, yeah. He's in my fantasy football league. And- <laughs> Did he win last year? I can't say anything to Justin right now because I was really mean to him last time. So, <laughs> Yeah, you can hold back this one. Oh, it's okay. He doesn't mind. All right. Dan, Shiv, Chris, Andy, Creepers. Thank you. Oh, uh, Creepers, Secret Bathroom, and uh, Marble Die, Eustace Cedars, Golden Drugs. Yeah, it's so many fucking bands. Um. Seriously, thank you guys all for coming on here. Uh, I really appreciate it. I'm going to have fucking coffee mugs for you guys when I see you. All right, dogs. I will talk to you soon. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank, thank you, man. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Steve. So that was Creepers. I love those motherfuckers. They're very dear to me. They're very close to me. They mean a lot to me. So I hope you enjoyed the interview. Today's episode is brought to you by the executive producer, my brown brother. I love him with all my heart. Juan Elias. So if you're ever in the city, stop by, say what's up to Juan. He's a wonderful human being. Bless you. So I'm going to leave you guys today with the song Lush off of Creeper's album, Lush. So I love you. Have fun. Remember, you matter. Your vote matters. Peace. (laughs) 